0: Samson knew, and now he's in bondage. And the third thing that sin will always do is it will always cost you more than you were willing to pay. Samson dying. Three things that sin will always do. It will always take you farther than you wanted to go. Have you noticed that? I'll just stop with this one little sin. Just, just this one little sin. You can never stop. You can't eat just one. You can never stop with just one little sin. One sin leads to another, to another. To another. Secondly, sin will always keep you longer than you wanted to stay. Oh, I can get away with it. I can do that. How many times have you heard people say this? I can quit this anytime I want to. Yeah, you big dummy. Why are you still doing it? Because you can't quit. Because you're hooked. You're addicted. Face facts. You can't do it on your own. Humble yourself. Confess. Repent. Call on God. He's faithful and just. There's two things there that you need to remember always. Faithful and just faithful means that he's the God of everlasting unchanging God he has said he will forgive and he will forgive if you will do your part confess repent but he's also just and don't ever miss that word because he is a just God if he's just by nature he cannot wink at your sin he can't cover your sin if it isn't confessed and repented of he cannot do he cannot lie he's just he has dealt with your sin on the cross He has dealt with it in Jesus Christ. That's the justice of God. If you try to circumvent that and find another way into heaven, you are not going to get there. And the last thing is sin will always cost you more than you were willing to pay. How many times have I sat and listened to the stories of people who had gotten their life in such a mess, of sins they didn't see as being that critical, say to me, I never intended it to go this far. One of the most difficult things for pastors and preachers to address today is the problem with sexual sins. Churches today are willing to tolerate things that Jesus himself will not tolerate. Churches today are willing to tolerate people in their congregations who are living in adulterous relationships, people in their congregations who are fornicating and flaunting it. Congregations today are willing to tolerate this and will not get in the pulpit and say and confront people openly and publicly, this is sin. Stop it. Repent of it. Change your ways or you're going to experience a judgment of God on you. People say, oh, no, 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 no. You can't say that, Pastor, because our God is love, 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 love. He's a just God. Just remember that. Some believers, some churches, some preachers want to get people into heaven that Jesus himself can't get there. Jesus can't take an unrepentant person to heaven. How are we going to get them there? Oh, now preacher, you know, way back in 1902, they went down to an altar and prayed the sinner's prayer. They've lived for the devil ever since, but bless God, when they die, they're going to heaven. Hallelujah, praise God. Hogwash... they weren't saved to begin with or they used their own volition which by the way when you get saved you don't give up your volition you know that don't you Uh, some people teach that you do that once you get saved uh, you're stuck you're going to heaven like it or not whether you want to or not you're going to heaven best god you prayed the prayer you're saved we baptized you we got your name on the wrong you're going to heaven But I don't want to go to heaven. You're going to heaven. I don't want to go to heaven. I want to see it. I want to stay out here in the world. I want to see it. Oh, you're going to heaven. (laughs) Now, I've over-dramatized the point. But do you catch my drift? We need to get people truly saved to the point they start living for Jesus and stop sinning. When are you going to stop going down to an altar and crying a few tears and saying, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're just sorry you got caught. When are you going to straighten up and live for God and be a man, be a woman, and stand up and stop making excuses? Well, I'm only human. I'm only human. Oh, how's that old stupid song go? If you're only human, you're not saved. Did you get that? What does the Bible teach in 1 Peter? We are partakers of the divine nature. If you're only human, you are not saved. If you are saved, the divine nature of Christ resides in you. And the Bible says that he that hath this nature in him will not continually sin, will not continue in sin. Now, you, you can divide this up in any theology you want. You can take Arminianism. You can take Calvinism. I don't give a care which one you're in. And I don't care what theology you've been taught. I'm simply saying this to you. If you are continuing in sin and claiming to be saved, you are fooling nobody but yourself. Sooner or later, you've got to get real... And step up or quit playing games and confusing people and claiming to be a Christian and going out there and living like the devil. Clean it up. (laughs) Amen? I'm trying to get you ready for judgment next week. (laughs) I ain't going next week, bless God. I've endured as much as I can stand today. I ain't coming back next week. Today, this was all love. Next week's going to be judgment. God, I can't handle that. All right. Why do we prefer our traditions over the presence of God? Here it is, plain and simple. Pride.